4: And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems, that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: This is vSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Tuesday edition of Final Countdown. I'm alive and I'm back on the desk. It's Matt Brown. It is Jeff. (laughs) Harl's here with me on a Tuesday. We're going to run through all the news and notes of the day, talk some NFL, talk some college football as well, some big news coming out of basically uh, every single aspect of sports these days because Warriors making some headlines for all the wrong reasons as well. And then, of course, we've got the playoff committee that will be announcing for, uh, you know, listen, probably will make some people mad. Somebody's going to get mad, probably you know, somewhere along the way. They were either too high, too low or somewhere in between. So we got all that coming up. But uh, you listen, it is um, it is Monday Night Football recap day, and so we're sitting here, and the Ravens 27-13, over the New Orleans Saints. And when you look at that, this was one of those things where it was opened. in I mean, here in town, opened at four, and I know that because I had a Saints plus four ticket, so that was fun. Um, and got all the way down to got all the way down to about a point point and a half, depending on which book you looked at. Closed point and a half or two in favor. Of the Ravens and Jeff, if if we look at this, you go into this game and you think, okay, Ravens without their top two receiving options. It is a Saints defense that while not near as good this year as it has been in years past is not a doormat anyway. This seems like this should be coming up Saints and instead and I'm done doubting this Ravens team. John Harbaugh has proven to me him and his coaching staff have proven to me. To be one of the, if not the best, staffs in all of the NFL because it doesn't matter what adversity they continue to face. This injury, that injury. This guy goes down. This guy's coming back. He's oh, he's back down again. Never mind, our number one option's out. It doesn't even matter. Lamar Jackson only throws for one thirty-three. Doesn't matter. They just continue to not only not only
6: be in every single game, but they're winning a whole bunch of games as well. Well, my takeaway from last night is that the Saints are as bad as I thought they were. That, well, that, sure, that, sure. That, that, That's my bigger takeaway. More well, than, sure, more than anything. Look, the Ravens now, you know, it's kind of funny because the three losses Baltimore has had was that disaster, three touchdown blown lead against Miami week Mm -hmm. two. You're up 17 against Buffalo, blow that game. The Giants, I'm still not certain how they managed to blow that game and they found a way to do it at MetLife Stadium about a month ago. But Matt, look at that remaining schedule for Baltimore. Now it is a joke the rest of the way. They are very well set up. And with now the question mark of Josh Allen's elbow, Kansas City still is a tougher schedule than this. Baltimore. I'm glad, you, an outdoors, I'm and glad I, you brought this up yeah.
5: and brought all of that up because I am, I am very close and I've not done it yet, but we'll, we'll do our power ratings at the end of the show. I moved them up significantly. Like I said, I'm no longer doubt. I'm not going to doubt this team anymore, no matter what. And listen, I think if, and we're, you know, that's a sports talk radio talk here. But please go ahead. But if you're Odell Beckham, you gotta be looking. You have the opportunity. You go to any other contender, you are the number two guy. Odell's not a number one anymore. He would have the opportunity to be the number one in Baltimore. And something that you know with his ego, with how he's been his whole career, would be pretty, pretty appealing for him to be able to step in and still be a number one. Um but I'm pretty close to putting in an AFC ticket on the Ravens because of what everything that you just mentioned. It is we don't know about this Josh Allen elbow thing, and here's the deal. Even if it is not requires surgery or requires missed time or whatever, it is going to linger the rest of the year, period. End of story. And you look at the Chiefs, and I think that if if the if the only other if the only other team you're worried about then in the AFC is the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs also showed they are not invincible either. And getting a big number on the Ravens, as we can see right now on your screen, if you're watching at home, Ravens are 7-1 to one to win the AFC. I think this might be a time to kind of look at some of these longer shots. I mean, I already had a Cincinnati one in my account anyway, at a little bit longer than fourteen to one when they stumbled at the beginning of the season. I like that in my account, and I if someone came to me and said they wanted to put the Dolphins in at twelve to one, I probably wouldn't talk them out of it because I don't think this is near the slam dunk that we thought it was.
6: Yeah, I don't have a pro- first off. It's definitely not a slam dunk. Yeah. definitely not. And I think Sunday proved that with Buffalo. It, it, that what happened to them on Sunday. They finally faced the team this year that punched back at them in a game and they wilted that last drive that the Jets put on them with. Look, everyone's talking about how Matt Milano didn't play and 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 they're without key guys in the secondary. I don't care. The Jets are without two starting offensive linemen and, and a quarterback and because that's the worst guy in the league. They <laughs> well, basically are playing without a quarterback. Well, not so. only that, too. Like, they don't have their best running back. Yeah. And they ran it down their throats. Mm-hmm. The last – in a game where they got the ball back with eight minutes to go and forced Buffalo to take all three of their timeouts, gave Buffalo the ball back with a minute 40 to go, and then stopped them on four straight plays. I don't think this – man, I've said it all year. I think everyone rushing to crown Buffalo, that they are the shoe-in, they're going to win the AFC, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I have thought that's been laughable the whole time. Are they the best team in football? They very well may be when they're at full strength. Mm -hmm. But their best accomplishment with this group is losing a playoff game that was entertaining. They haven't accomplished anything. Even Baltimore, I would say Baltimore getting a one seed is almost more of an accomplishment than what this Buffalo group has done. Kansas City obviously has accomplished way more than them. I think this is pretty wide open in the AFC. I think Cincinnati's live. I think Miami's live. Uh, so Cincinnati's I, I, only get, get healthier yeah. because Chase is going to be five back. teams that are alive. Reader's going
5: to be back on that defensive line and shore up some of that run defense problems that they've been having or whatever. So they're going to only get better. The other thing about last night, which is why I'm kind of going towards this whole thing about maybe I want to put in a take on the Ravens is that defense. And I understand it is pretty easy to look good against the Saints because they don't move the ball very well, but. Oh you started to see some things from that defense last night that you haven't seen in any of the games previous, because again, they're they've lost to, they've lost to or made competitive games with teams that are worse than the worse than the saints so far. And what we also started to see when that secondary is healthy, because they had both of their guys back out there. When you add in the, the key acquisitions that they made in the trade at the trade deadline, I I'm, I'm looking at a team now to where it's like, okay, what teams are we looking at middle of the season that we feel might be on an, on the upswing, what teams are basically stuck in neutral and then what teams are certainly on the decline. I think last night we saw definitely one of the teams that's on the upswing and definitely one of the teams that's on the decline. It's actually smart for the Saints to just try and lose out at this point. Your quarterback situation is complete garbage. Like at least put yourself in a situation to try and get one of the, you know, get Will Levis or something. You're not going to get Stroud or or, no, or, or, or Young, but like, you know, like at least get Will Levis, get get something like that to so, somebody that you can start over with.
6: But uh, I actually think that this Raven squad is, is on the up and up. Look, Roquan Smith was awesome last mm-hmm. night. Of course, that was the big acquisition mm-hmm. they made at the trade deadline. Again, I just go back to what their schedule is. Now, I don't think this team is good enough to win a title. I, I don't think they are. I think, especially with a two-week gap, let's say it's Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you'll be able to figure out enough, and the, and that offense is similar enough the Philadelphia, and I think Philly's defense is better than Baltimore's defense still. So, speaking I, of two week gap, yeah, they actually
5: the the Ravens are on by this week Correct. So all of these injuries that we're talking about. With we'll get better, yeah, they, we'll they, better. they should come out but, in but, week eleven as a, as a better against. A b- <laughs> by the way,
6: maybe the worst opponent playing they playing Carolina. Play yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's going to be a beatdown, mm. especially if Carolina does what they did on Sunday, where they yeah. were competitive for a grand total of three seconds against yeah. Cincinnati. But look. Th- we talk about the one seed now with the one only one buy because of seven playoff teams. Year three of this now of all the teams that are in that mix. And now that could change because of the Allen elbow injury. We might, we mm. have to see a uh, Baltimore needs that buy more than anyone. Just the way that the roster is stacked. They're mm. thin to begin with. And they have all these injuries on top of being thin right now. You're telling me if they get to the end, let's say 14 and I, I'm not saying they're going to win out, but hypothetically 14 they're going to be
5: favorites in every game except at Cincinnati in
6: in week 18. I mean they are they're I'm be not favored. even sure they they might even be favored
7: in yeah, that game, yeah. but who knows? Yeah. But
6: look, I if they get to the end at 13 and 4, cuz it's hard to say a team's going to mm-hmm. win going to win yeah. what would it, be? it would be 11 straight games yeah. then the season if they got there. Let's say they they get to 13 and 4. If 13 and 4 is enough to get the one seed, that is a whole different look at for Baltimore because it lets them get health, healthy, healthy there are no easy outs this year in the AFC playoffs like there have been in the past. I think the way that the AFC is structured now, there are nine teams. I'll throw New England in there because they're five and four. But I think of the other eight, even with the Chargers injuries, you still have to play Justin Herbert potentially in a, in a playoff game. Even with the way the Bengals have looked the mess at times. Mm-hmm. It's Joe Burrow. The Jets defense is legit. There's no arguing that anymore. Miami has a unique offense with two guys that are horribly hard to cover. In her, in uh, in Waddle and Tyreek Hill, you have to play an extra playoff game this year. You could get knocked out by accident because all those teams in the wild card slots are much better than they've been. Yeah. Oh, having that having that one seed is a huge, yeah. huge advantage, even more so than the usual I, this year. I agree. with you. This, and
5: th- th- this Raven squad, I think the one other thing to to kind of to bring up here about all this is, you go you go right now and you get through. You know, let's just say, let's just say you just get into the tournament, Jeff. They're yep. going to get there on the strength of this run game. Uh, they're getting and in. And where yeah. is the leak? For let's say a a Kansas City team, where's the leak if they happen to make it to the Super Bowl against an Eagle squad? The leak if you can poke holes in either one of those teams, it's their run defense, and that is one of the things where it, it has to make these teams a little bit nervous. I think moving forward against this Raven squad, where Lamar Jackson can throw for 133 yards. Which he only threw for 133 yards if you didn't watch the game last night. And you can still have as convincing of a
6: win with the defense playing the way that it's playing and the run game running the way they are. Well, and also, too, I know Buffalo came back and beat him earlier in the year, but Baltimore for two halves of that game, for two quarters of that game, a whole half, they were significantly better than Buffalo and they confused Allen. And now that you have the Roquan Smith thing is a huge deal yeah. because now you have two guys at linebacker that are elite playmaking, tackling, do-whatever-you-need linebackers now with him and Queen. That is a big deal, especially when you're dealing, again, Mm -hmm. we have to see what happens with with Allen's elbow, but assuming Allen is healthy, I mean, look, he's the most effective when he's able to run. That gets shut down when you have two linebackers like that.
5: Another Allen is Dennis Allen, who said he's going to stick with Andy Dalton for the rest
6: of the year. I
5: think this Saints squad is a bet against moving forward in any favorable situation for me to get in against them I'm going to be doing, because again, I think there has to be some form of the front office that's going, we ain't going anywhere this year, and it's better if we continue to lose games. Let's hit on all of the big news and notes from the NFL this week when we come back.
0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: College basketball started. Now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. It's over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever. Odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every single team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, you don't get the nickname Hoops if you don't know about college basketball, Jeff. I just want to let you know that Matt Humans provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and a breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a Beason Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just 99 bucks and get Beason Pro access to everything we do, all the way through the Super Bowl. And you get that at beason.com/slash. Subscribe four hundred pages, Jim, a lot. You gonna read it all? Come on, be
6: honest. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no comment. You gonna read it all? I'm here's, gonna go here's with no the thing. comment.
5: This is this is if that sounds too daunting of a task. What you can do is just pick out a few of the conferences that you're interested in, and then just read the guide in those conferences, so you, and then you get a better idea of of those conferences that you know you're going to bet that you were going to watch on television, all the different stuff like that, right? Because there are People living on the East Coast that never see any of the West Coast basketball games because they're not going to stay up and watch them anyway. So you don't have to read those pages in the guide. It doesn't matter. Get, get get familiar with the ACC. Get familiar with the SEC, whatever it might be. Matt Brown not reading
6: up on the NEC, guys. That's all I'll yeah,
5: say. Well, listen, all I'm, all I'm saying is if someone hears 400 pages, maybe that's not a selling point to some people. <laughs> some people are like, wait, 400 pages? I can't read 400 pages. You don't have to read all 400 pages. Just get the guide. It's 99 bucks, and you get everything else we do as well. So that should be reason enough. We talked about it already, but I do want to like really kind of drive this home. And then we can talk about the spread changing here. And that is that whole Josh Allen thing. Sean McDermott comes out today. They're still evaluating Josh Allen's elbow. Um, it's a UCL that they are looking at with all of that. And and Jeff, when we take a look at this, the seven and a half opened on the Vikings. That didn't last very long. Like I said, I put a speculative one in my account just because I'm like, hey, well, one, I was in one. I was in a place that has super early lines that hit, so I mean right. I was able to take advantage of that and and whatever. So I put the seven and a half in the account, and I'm like, look, this isn't going to hold anyway, right? Like, I, so even if even if he plays, I still don't think the seven and a half is going to hold. I'll probably get the better in the number. As we sit right now, it's five and a half, and I don't know if it's out of the realm of possibility for them to to sit him here if they think at all that a week of rest would make him better. Now, there's a chance that the doctor comes in and says, hey, man, look, as long as you play, it ain't going to get any better. Like, it's, you know, and they're not going to sit in for four weeks or anything like that. So, it is, you know, the the news of this game in particular of the next two days, it might be the most, you know, we, we could see the thing swing down to two and a half from seven and
6: a half, you know, if, if they go without Allen. And if it went to two and a half, it would be an automatic bet on Buffalo for mm-hmm. me because this is, again, Minnesota – is one of those teams where you and I are going to have opposite viewpoints mm-hmm. on the Vikings. I know how much you love mm-hmm. them preseason, and quite frankly, you're going to win all your preseason. Yeah, I mean, those are all, <laughs> <Yeah, those laughs> all gold. I'm not worried about it. You're, you're yeah. going to win, gonna win yeah. them all. Those are but, fantastic. You know, it's just one of those where, for Buffalo's sake here, there are bigger goals than beating the Minnesota Vikings on November the 13th. Mm-hmm. Now, the one interesting thing is, though, Matt, if the Bills do lose this game, regardless of Allen or Keenum, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who, You know who's in first place at the end of the week? Not the Buffalo Bills. Because it would either be the Miami Dolphins if they beat the Browns or if both the Bills and the Dolphins lost, of all teams, the New York Jets would be in first place for 10 weeks of the season, as ridiculous as that is. So I just wonder, for Buffalo's sake here, do they they panic a little bit? Hmm. And unless if the doctor says, hey, he has to sit for two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it may be. I just wonder if the fact that that AFC East race that all of us thought was going to be a cakewalk, that they were going to, even in Miami's best-case scenario, they win two, three games less than Buffalo. In the Jets' best-case scenario, six wins might have been the peak. New England's even technically in the race right now at five and four. So I just wonder, will the Bills panic a little bit with this if it doesn't come back of, hey, he has to sit? Because if I'm – look, a UCL injury, if rest is what is needed here, you have home games against Minnesota and you have home games against, a home game against Cleveland the next two weeks. You're telling me you can't win those games with Case Keenum? Because if you're as good as you tell me you are, you win those games with Case Keenum at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be
5: super interesting. Uh do want to correct that, that Saints traded away their pick to the, to the uh, Eagles for next season, so they would not uh, – Undefeated team gets a top five would, pick, yeah, Matt would, would, Wouldn't even have <laughs> – yeah, wouldn't even have that. Yeah. Um, but what we're looking at here, a team that will have a first-round pick, and it's going to be interesting to see their decision for the rest of the rest of the season. So the Colts, they, you know, go out with Jeff's, to, you know, Jeff Saturday. Now Jeff Saturday comes out and said that their pass game coordinator is going to call plays for the rest of the season. Also said Sam Ellinger is going to go for the rest of the season. Good this luck, is, guys. This is a team, again, that it does not behoove them to win any more games this year, which I'm sure Jim Ursay, if you were to go in and you had a couple of cocktails with him on the side and he were to say, you know what? Yeah, you know, we we uh we put a, we put Saturday in there, and he's a great guy, and it makes the fan base feel good. And uh, hopefully he's not going to be a very good coach because, listen, this is a franchise. We've talked about this a couple of different times. But like, this is a franchise that knows what it's like to have a franchise quarterback. You've had Manning, and you've had luck. I mean, right. like, they get it. Right. Then they've tried to do this whole, like, insert guy here thing for the last few years, and it just has not worked out at all. With four or five, maybe even as many as six, depending on which mock draft you look at, first round quality quarterbacks coming out in this draft. I mean, the Colts are certainly a very prime, prime, prime contender to want to get one of those coveted quarterbacks this year. And so going to stick with Sam Ellinger here for the rest of the season and let a, and let the 30 year old pass game coordinator call plays for the rest of the year and have a coach that's never coached before coach for the rest of the season. So again,
6: not saying they're tanking, just saying, eh, maybe they're tanking. First off, The higher Saturday is, look, if you're going for full-blown comedy, bravo. Mm -hmm. You succeeded with this, pulling a guy who, again, has coached once in his life at the high school level, went three and seven in the one year that he coached (laughs) high school football. Look, it's just one of these with Indy, Matt, where I don't care that they won three games. Look at the three games they won. It took Kansas City special teams a, a, not imploding, they exploded. Yeah. Period. Like they they blew up and didn't exist in that game. The Broncos game again. That was the, the no touchdown game. Period. Mm-hmm. A laughable game. That if Russell Wilson doesn't make that ridiculous decision, <laughs> Indy loses twelve to six. So that should have been a loss. And then the, the anomaly of Matt Ryan throwing for four hundred and fifty yeah, no, yards it's, it's, against yes. Jacksonville. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, was, that was an anomaly. But the schedule is perfect for a tank here. Yes. Because they play. Two of the three of the teams that have to fall behind them in order to get into that top five with the Raiders this week. Yes, the 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 Steelers. By the way, week twelve Monday night. You ready for Steelers and Colts, Matt Brown? You ready for that? (laughs) Let Peyton and Ben Roethlisberger call the place from the Manning cast. You get the highest rated uh, broadcast of all time. And then week eighteen, he played the Texans. Yeah. So they aren't. Look, no one is saying the T word. But they mm. are tanking. It is not and even they should. And they should yes. be tanking because yes. they are the look, I don't care that they're three, five, and one. By my eyes, they are the worst team in the NFL, even with a reasonable defense. And it isn't particularly close at the moment when they are like playing quarterback. I'm not
5: a look, I'm not a scout. I have said m- multiple times, I do not talent evaluate whatsoever, but everybody is saying Stroud and Young are going to be legit NFL quarterbacks and guys that you want to build a franchise around. We know for sure. Houston's going to be going after a quarterback. Carolina's going to be going after a quarterback. Detroit's going to be going after a quarterback. So you you have to strategically position yourself to where you don't get – you might get left out of the Young and Stroud conversation, but you don't want to get left out of the Levis conversation and nope. maybe any of these other things because then you're going to find yourself taking
6: the fifth best guy and you might be in the same situation you're in right now. So as you know, it's it's interesting because you look at the top of the draft here. Like Houston's taking a quarterback. As much as I love Davis Mills, yes. They're taking they're taking a quarterback. <laughs> taking a quarterback. Yes. I think I, I think my argument preseason has been thrown out the window for good, Matt Brown. Uh Carolina is taking a quarterback. We know this. The the uh the Detroit Lions are maybe taking a quarterback? They better. Maybe. I, I think yeah. they should, but who knows with them. Pittsburgh is clearly not. Chicago is clearly not. At this point, it feels continues on this trajectory. And I think, seen last last week, I think the
5: Bears are going to end up winning a few games. Like I think they're kind of rounding into form Chica- bit, so.
6: Chicago, Chicago is a coach who clearly yeah. has a clue, and they played Detroit twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are not going to be in that conversation. So, look, if you're Indy – Again, 16. It's an interesting market DK has. At 16 to 1, the problem is, Matt, the tie the is tie going to is the tie is screw, going to screw yeah. things yeah. up here. Yep. Because not only did it, they tie, they tied the team that you need to come behind them the most in Houston. Because if you added Houston a win and had them at 2 and 6, and in Indy at 3 and 6, First off, those numbers wouldn't be 16 to 1 on Indianapolis anymore, but I would say that is absolutely a bet with the ace of the whole week 18 with Houston a second time.
5: One of the other interesting news and nuggets that came out today that was that Mike Tomlin has said that, that TJ Watt would be activated from injured reserve this week. I mean Why it, bother? I, that's this is what I don't understand. Like I, I know these guys. It's very hard to sit down and have a conversation with them and say, hey man, like I know you want to play in this, that, and the other. But like he is the he is the future of that defense. He's the cornerstone of this franchise. Like, he is the one guy you can truly, truly build around. And in a wasted season, sticking a guy out there after a torn peck to take meaningless snaps just seems so short-sighted
6: to me. You're, you're going to end up with extra wins, by the yeah. like, <laughs> oh, right. Like he's you, going you, to force – he, he's going to sack someone you, you, in there. You watched yeah. watch New Orleans <laughs> last night. If Watt plays in that game this week against New Orleans, Pittsburgh's going to win that yeah. game. <laughs> it's so true. It's
5: so true. We'll talk some college football and continue on with these NFL news and notes and how is that affecting the spread of these games here in Week 10.
0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: All sports are in full swing and Bet Rivers Online Sports Book is your home. For all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Friday night college football bet and get, and then Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Before I get to our pro tip for this hour, Jeff, I do I do want to say this. Though. Please coming from a rest of country state, with yes. the Rest of country sports books, yes. I cannot tell you how glorious it was. All oh, week I, long. I, 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 I cannot it, put into words how I, glorious it was all week long. It, it is incredible. The offers, the fl- flooding in the offers. Just do this. Just do that. Or and like, yeah, sure. There's, it's a small, a smaller limit on whatever or something like that. But they're allowed. They're giving me a thirty three percent. They're giving me a thirty-three percent boost on a bet for Sunday night football. You know, just as long as you bet, you know, whatever. Sure, is it's a, a two hundred whatever two hundred dollar limit, but it's we don't get that here. Like, we don't get any of these things. Like, we don't get it, any, so it's like I mean it's like people going yeah they'll only take two hundred dollars on it. It's like yeah, but they're giving me thirty-three percent
6: more if well, I win. Well, like uh, it's just they're just giving me thirty-three well, percent. more Well, and money. also too, not only that, Matt, and I think we 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 are so in this bubble here here in Nevada where. Sometimes people just want to make bets. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like that's all it is. They people just <laughs> want to be offered X, Y, and Z, and here we're offered oh. barely to the letter E. Yeah, it was so. So, it was so beautiful. I mean, it just I look. I don't look. The, the most fun football betting season I had was the one where I was in New Jersey yeah. all year. I
5: mean, in the live betting experience, just getting. Constantly updated odds, constantly yeah. updated things just firing off at me all day. Oh, it was. Yeah.
6: It's, 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 it's a whole different wonderful. animal, man. It
5: really was. It was so, so wonderful. But uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Ravens, our pro tip for this hour. It's basically like, you know, this is this time of year for sure is looking at these upcoming schedules and then matching them with the future odds and see if there's anything, if there's any sort of discrepancy, Jeff. Because, I mean, like we talked about with this Ravens team, not only do we think that they are kind of on the upswing but also their schedule is super incredibly yep. favorable and they are some there's still some decently juicy odds out there on this squad because you know you're still going to have the bills and the Chiefs ahead of them in the AFC and you're going to have several teams ahead of them from a from a uh Super Bowl standpoint so just you know look again this is the time of year where we started to kind of figure out who these teams are so go in look see if there's anything in these futures markets where you're going wait a minute this team's rest of rest of season schedule is complete garbage, and yet it's not really priced in right now to these futures odds. And I think the the Ravens are a pretty good prime example. I mean, there there there
6: are there are examples of this every year, and Baltimore is the one where, wow, they could be 13 and four, and 13 and four if Josh Allen is on the shelf for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. or even if he isn't on the, on the shelf for an extended yeah. period of time because. Look, uh, even though I don't think Minnesota will beat Buffalo this week, they could. They've won every close game this year. They could. They certainly could. Uh, I mean, they play. They they still have to go on the road to Cincinnati. They still have to play New England twice, even though I think the Patriots are bad. They beat them last year. Granted, it took Gale Force wins in that game to, to win that game. But, hey, crazier things are ha- happen. 13-4 could be enough, and all of a sudden, hey— the road goes through M&T Bank Stadium. Whoa, totally different ballgame then. It is. And, and who knows? I mean, they might have
5: – who knows how many running backs they'll have healthy by then. I mean, like you know, it's like that, that's the one thing about all them. They, they just all, keep, they, all, they, all they need is two. Churning, I know they just keep churning them out. doesn't even matter. Kenyon yeah. Drake looked like the fastest guy yeah, in the NFL last night. I mean, it was crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's like out of nowhere. And then we – Wow. Kenyon Drake is, like, blasting through these holes at, like, a million miles an hour. (laughs) Uh, So, another couple of news and notes here, just as we're, you know, starting to look at these lines for the next week. Dan Campbell said, wide receiver Jamison Williams, I'm hoping sometime in December we get him. That was one of the things we talked about with this Lions squad was, hey, look, at some point, they have reinforcements coming, and Jamison Williams is going to be on the field out there. Doesn't look like he's going to be out there until December at some point. Now, the Lions, I do believe would get him out there and try to get some meaningful snaps for him just so that he has a little bit of NFL experience heading into next year. So I don't think this is the – this isn't the same deal for me as like a T.J. Watt where we're going, what's the point? Right. T.J. Watt is a proven you – know, I mean, uh, he's got all that. Like this guy has never played an NFL snap. I actually do think they will get him out there and try to get him some meaningful snaps and stuff like that. So at least something to, to keep in mind as we move a little bit further down the season here.
6: Matt, I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is getting him back and is making his NFL debut against DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner a good thing? Yeah, probably not. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I would probably uh, I pull him out all uh, oh, week 16. I would look if you can't get him back for Jacksonville, because remember, yeah. Buffalo is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. If you can't get him back for week 13, I would wait. Those last three games are really good spots to get a young receiver back. You're going up against a Carolina team that will, by that point, will have completely completely given up. Yeah. yeah, They were completely Chicago team that will be trying probably to win those games for experience Mm -hmm. perspective, but a defense that is horrible now without their two best players on a defense now traded away. And then green Bay who has already given up. So yeah, look for James, for the fact of having a guy who is a, an explosive talent, Mm -hmm. as we know when he was healthy at Alabama and Bring him back the last three weeks. That's fine. Get him some NFL reps. Get him to NFL speed so he's not coming in fresh next year. Even though the one argument would be if Detroit does draft a quarterback, how useful is three games running routes that may be inaccurate from Jared Goff, unless if Goff is going to be your guy again next year.
5: So, college football, interesting week this week. It is uh, from our good friend, Chris Velika, who put out the tweet that said, this will be the first time since 2011 – that Alabama will play a regular season football game with no chance to win the national title. 11 straight seasons. They will have played every single regular season game with at least the hopes of making it to the national title game. And this streak ends this week with Alabama and Nick Saban. If you uh, (laughs) – the internet's a funny place. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you know or not. The game's past Saban by – uh, the, the, Alabama's not going to be any good anymore. How could they let this happen? Also, a a game that went to a two-point conversion in overtime and games passed him by. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. All the different stuff like that. It was, it was pretty hilarious. But uh, it is pretty interesting that we are now looking at how this committee is going to go about this this evening, right? Is one of the questions is, is how far do they drop Alabama? How high do they move up LSU? Who's going to be in that number four slot? Kind of what is your, what's your feel for all this right so now? So I,
6: I just want to touch on one thing about that epic, epic at Tiger Stadium, which I mean, that amazing that you, for yourself, that you're at that game in every, any way you could slice it. The one thing that I will say that is a little bit alarming moving forward, LSU you just beat Alabama with Brian Kelly not having his guys yet. What happens when Brian Kelly gets his guys? Yeah, That's a little alarming to me. And look, my thoughts on Kelly is all have always been the same. Not the best of human beings, but the man is an excellent football coach. Those Notre Dame teams were never that talented, and he always got them to 9-10 wins. Always got them to the playoff, got them to the national mm-hmm. title game. Guy can coach football. The committee, the committee is regretting
5: big time putting LSU at ten last week. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so because, because now they now, can win out, and they will have no choice now the, at this point but to put them in.
6: Yeah, they will have to put yeah. the, the, the. They don't have to put him in, but it would be a very, a very flawed explanation. Yes. to keep them out. Now, I don't think LSU is beating Georgia in an SEC title game, but. But, right, but but it but it but it's it, not it's in the realm of possibility right, 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 for right. sure and and so that it, could they can really really mess if I up. were ranking the teams today if I were in that room and they said Jeff your rankings are going out which if that ever happened <laughs> God help us number one would be Georgia there is no doubt that it is right with, 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 uh, obvious
5: they are clearly the best team in college football as comprehensive of a beatdown of another good yes. team as we've seen in, in in a while they are clearly
6: yeah. head and shoulders mm. number one. Ohio State is number two, Michigan is number three. Then you get to number four, and this is where this gets difficult. Because and before I, people jump up and down about yeah. your thing, that's going to shake itself out. They play each other it, into the year. They it play will, each other. It won't in, matter yeah. unless yes. if one of them loses before they play yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they neither of them will. Yeah. Especially after Illinois lost at mm-hmm. home to Michigan State, we're not worried about that anymore. So it's four. Is it Tennessee or is it TCU? If you watch the games. Of those two teams, I don't care that Tennessee got beat up on the road against the number one team. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is clearly better than TCU, and it's not particularly close. TCU should have lost to Kansas if Daniels doesn't get hurt in that game. They absolutely they could have lost on the road to West Virginia, who is legitimately bad this year. Yeah, they should have lost to Oklahoma State. This is a team if did bounces of the football go the wrong way, they're four and three. And I think this will work itself out anyway because I think Texas is going to slaughter them this week. But I would put Tennessee four. I would actually put Oregon five ahead of TCU. Mm. I losing to Georgia doesn't really move the needle to me anymore. And, and, and look, it's yes, it was a two-touchdown loss.
5: It was a two-touchdown loss to Georgia. But like we like like you and I are saying that. I think Georgia's number one team, and I think they're number one team it's not close. in their own little in their in their own little league right now, yeah. right? I mean, we saw, and I understand there was weather in the Ohio State Northwestern game or whatever, but I mean we saw Ohio State struggle, right? Struggle against, against uh, Notre Dame, too. And, and and then now Clemson loses. So they're 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 not they're in the gone, picture. Yeah, they're not in the picture anymore. Yeah. So uh, it will be super, super, super interesting. And again, uh, you know, the we do know that Ohio State-Michigan thing, that'll play itself out. Yep. So we're going to be talking about who actually is three and four at some point here along the way as well. So I am just very, very curious as to what the, commi- uh, what the commission is going to do. We'll talk to Nick Whalen when we come back from Rotowire.
3: coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Visa's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of v Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouch. It's a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but nicotine pouches by Zen might surprise you, Zen. Made with six simple ingredients, completely tobacco leaf-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you, ZYN.com. That's Zen.com. Today, let's bring in a good friend of ours. Talked to him several times on my old show, R.I.P., R.I.P. Uh, but Nick Whalen going to join us here from Roto-R. You can find him over on the Twitter machine at Whalen. And the L is a one because, I don't know, I, I don't know. Is there, was there already a Whalen? I mean, come on, man. Was there? Already? Seriously, there couldn't have been a Whalen. Really? Really? There was. Ah. There
7: definitely was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a more common name. Then you think, yeah, look, if I could have just got my hands on Waylon with an L, that would have saved me so much hassle over the last (laughs) five to 10 years. Every every show I go on, every podcast, it's the same thing. I I apologize. It looks better written out than it does uh, spoken out loud. That's for sure.
5: Before we get to your NFL takes, I do want to get into the NBA here. And of course, you know, look, we got a decent enough sample size where we're starting to put together things here and there, which teams we're maybe looking to back, which teams we maybe are looking to fade, which teams are complete stayaways. Cause we're so confused as to who they are. What team as of, you know, through right now we headed into the season has been your biggest disappointment.
7: Well, we have a, a lot of candidates mm-hmm. already. I mean, teams like Miami golden state are, are struggling, obviously Brooklyn and the Lakers have their own issues, but Honestly, to me, it's the Timberwolves who are, are sitting at five and six right now. And I'll say, I, I didn't think Minnesota would be a serious title contender this season. I, I kind of thought they would be maybe this year's version of the Bulls—you know, a team that is kind of in first place at times uh, during the regular season, a team that's built to win during the regular season, and most importantly, a franchise that really, really, really wants to win regular season games. They have had no success over the last twenty years. And you see a lot of teams now focus. Uh, just winning the finals. I think for Minnesota, it would be huge uh, you know, to be sitting at the top of the Western Conference in the regular season. And it just hasn't looked good so far. It really hasn't. I mean, there's been like three games already this season where they've lost. And there's been a, some really concerning comments in the press conferences. Most recently last night, Anthony Edwards basically calling out his team saying, we traded away our toughest guys uh, and essentially implying that, look, Rudy Gobert is not helping us on that front. There's a mm-hmm. ton of talent on this team, but it almost feels like now they have too many cooks in the kitchen, where there's kind of this give and take between Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Rudy Gobert is just kind of there grabbing rebounds, trying to stay out of everyone's way. D'Angelo Russell needs to get his, and I'm just disappointed that that it hasn't worked out better than it has. And They have a lot of time to fix it, but I'm surprised with the amount of talent in that starting lineup, especially that Minnesota currently sits at 5-6 and six through 11 games.
6: Yeah, they, again, you, you mentioned that there is a, a big list of teams that could fit the billing. I, I don't disagree, though. It just, uh, that is not meshed, and it may take a lot more than 11 games for them to mesh there, Nick. Uh, let's go to the teams that, look, look it's funny, on, on the rundown, we, we get uh, things that we, we want to hit on with you, and I think everyone is in the same boat, especially on one of these teams that we misjudged, because, look, we thought the Utah Jazz were going to be the th- one of the three worst teams in the NBA, Nick, they may, they may screw around and get the three seed in the West when this is all said and done. <laughs>
7: uh, well, yeah. I mean, they got a full game up now uh, on the number one <laughs> seed in the Western Conference. And look, I, I remain convinced that at some point this is going to reverse course and the Jazz are going to do what we thought they were going to do and attempt to position themselves for Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson in the 2023 NBA draft. Like, it just does not make sense for them to be winning this many games. And look, I think a lot of the NBA just assumed that as well and was not taking the Jazz seriously. But we're three weeks into the season. They're nine and three. It's going to be really interesting to see which way they go with this, because if they if they maintain the start for a few more weeks, you know, let's say they're sitting at like 15 and five through 20 games. Do do you really do you still go and trade guys like Mike Conley? Do you try to trade Jordan Clarkson or do you do you ride this out and say, look, this is fun. We're better than we thought we were going to be. Let's lean into this. Let's see if we can make the playoffs this year with this group. I think it's a tough sell to a team that's playing well uh, to essentially say, sorry guys, you know, great start, but we need to, we need to build for the future. So yeah, it's been really surprising. I think you kind of have to say Utah by default when you're talking about surprising teams, but to me, Portland as well is really surprising seven and three. They've been a positive surprise. Uh, Damian Lillard has missed about half of those games. They didn't really miss a beat without him. He was back last night. I thought this was going to be kind of a classic Portland team that, Plays for, plays for the now, doesn't have quite enough to compete with the big dogs in the Western Conference, but I think this is the team that could really push for a top-five seed. I think this roster fits really, really well together. Anthony Simons has taken a step up. Yusuf Nurkic is playing some of the best basketball of his career. So uh, definitely a wait-and-see team. You know, we'll check in again on Portland at like the 30-game mark, but I've been really impressed with what I've seen through 10 games.
5: Nick, a question I'm sure you've answered about 50 times already, but where do you stand on the Nets?
7: Oh, man. Uh, well, I don't want to get into the Kyrie stuff. I mean, that's that's almost, you know, separate from the, the whole debate. I was not very high on the Nets coming into the year. And I, I'm not trying to take a victory lap here. I just don't understand, you know, in a lot of books, there's 6-1, to 7-1, to 8-1 to one to win the title. You know, they're, they're still hanging around like 10-1 to one at some shops. I don't really get it. I, I don't think this roster, unless you were really, really high on Ben Simmons bouncing back after taking a year off and having just an entire cloud of negativity around him For 400 days straight unless you thought that was going to work out perfectly I don't really get the argument for the Nets winning the title this year Kevin Durant is great but he's no longer at that level where he just single-handedly pulls you to 55 wins anymore I mean he's he's in his mid-30s that's just how it works and I don't think you can construct a team like this in the modern NBA and expect to win the finals like the, the days of just having two stars and a bunch of scrubs around them and that being enough to win those are gone there's too much talent in the NBA these days. You need to have a deep roster. You need to have talent all the way through seven, eight, nine spots on your roster. And Brooklyn has two great players, one of whom is never available. And beyond that, this is just an average to maybe even below average roster. I think they have a lot of the same problems that the Lakers do out West.
6: All right, Nick, uh, re- real quick here because he's a huge favorite in, in the rookie of the year market. Uh, the number one overall pick that uh, this network did very mm. well on uh, for the draft, uh, Paolo Bancaro is just... Just e- even for a guy we expected to be really good, he's just exceeded all expectations for the first three weeks.
7: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason you'll see him at like minus 900 uh, to win rookie of the year at this point. And it's wild because guys like Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Ben Matherin, they're all playing really well. I mean, they're putting together seasons thus far that would have them normally uh, at the forefront of that race. But Ben has been amazing. I mean, he, he looks to me like a completely different player uh, you know, both in terms of, of what he's doing on the court and even physically uh, than he did at the end of his career at Duke. I mean, he, he looks more athletic. He looks more decisive. Um, you know, To me, he even looks a little bigger overall. Like it, The work that he's done on his body uh, over the last five or six months has been really impressive. And obviously, it's paid off. I mean, he's having one of the best starts in NBA history for a rookie. And unfortunately, he plays for the Magic. They're not very good. They're, there might not be as much talk about it as there should be. But Man, this guy is, is off to an unbelievable start, and barring an injury, I mean, it, it seems inconceivable that he won't win rookie of the year.
6: Uh, I will say this real quick, Matt uh, Mad Nick, before we get to the NFL. He should be an all-star. I, I know he's on a terrible team, and I know we're only 11 games into the season, but if yeah. he continues this pace, it, he he needs to be in the all-star game, even if it's just, hey, we're going to force our young guys into these games so people get to know them, especially when you're playing in Orlando on a team that stinks. Nick, uh, we i I'm okay are... with that. Yeah, they, yeah absolutely. Nick, go we've we gotten to an interesting part of the
5: the fantasy season. And, uh, I, you know, listen, it's kind of like make or break right now for a lot of different teams out there. Is there any body out there on waiver wires that people can go get this week, can go get tonight, that you think can put a team uh, over the edge? Oh, no. You, that's a. I no. I mean, to be honest, that's a no.
7: I'd be lying if I said there, there's one guy out there who you need to go grab right now. Um, you know, I was, I was reading, we, we have a bunch of articles always up on rotowire each week, you know, break down all the waiver wire targets. It's pretty bleak, man. Uh, it feels like if you missed out on the Deontay Foreman lottery uh, a few weeks ago, um, you know, there's, there's not going to be those kind of targets week to week. I mean, we're talking like, you go grab Deandre Carter for, for the LA chargers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending on how long Keenan Allen and Mike Williams remain out, uh, you know, Noah Fant from the Seahawks, basically their backup tight end. Like it's, it's bleak out there right now, unless you're in a, a really shallow league, um, it, this is like three weeks in a row where waivers just haven't been all that enticing.
5: At what point – like, what, what's the cutoff where you would be starting Justin Fields from a quarterback perspective? I mean, are there – I mean, he's he's a top 12 guy at this point, right? I mean, he's every-week starter, right?
7: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. For me, he's an every-week starter at this point. I mean, if you just sort by total fantasy points, he's the number one player at his position over the last four weeks. And even if you just go by average, he, he's only behind – Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and obviously bye weeks are a factor there. I mean, he has been an elite fantasy quarterback for half of the season now, and obviously a lot of that is based on his running ability. When you're racking up 178 yards on the ground, that that goes a long way in fantasy. I mean, the passing is still going to be hit or miss week to week, but – I mean, he's kind of almost in that that uh, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts type of zone where he doesn't have to throw two, three, four touchdowns every week. There's going to be a lot of weeks the rest of the way where it's one or two touchdowns, but if he's giving you 75 rushing yards and, and maybe a touchdown on the ground, that'll work.
5: You can find him over at RotoWire, and you can find him on the Twitter machine at Whalen. The L is a one, as he uh, <laughs> has described for the last 10 years to every single guest appearance he's ever done. He's Nick Whalen. Thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it.
7: Hey, anytime, guys.
5: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm in a. I'm in a spot right now where I could use a game breaker in the waiver wire, and it's. It's not gonna not happen. Bad. Hour number two coming up.